eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so the offense, what went wrong? Well, the tape will give us some answers, right? But also, you know, one for five in the red zone, that's concerning because they were moving the ball down the field and then stuff stalled. And I'm wondering, Griff, is this like, and we'll we'll find out from the tape as well, but like, you know, you hear DK, uh, you hear, sorry, Geno Smith after the game going, oh, they were bracketing, um, they were, they're bracketing uh, DK Metcalf. They are bracketing Tyler Lockett. Uh, they were doing all this stuff. And it seems really familiar to all the other times the offense has struggled where you get these similar comments. Uh, and I mean, I guess the offense didn't struggle until they got into the red zone. Like five red zone trips isn't disastrous. But also, is this kind of a deal where they have a bit of a schematic issue? Because we thought, you put it, uh, I thought pretty well that, Gino is smart, like Vance Joseph, like will get carved up by smart quarterbacks and Gino is good enough to do that and identify where the weak point was. And he was doing that, trying to do that this game, but they also seem to be pretty effective at nullifying Seattle, especially inside the 20. So Griff, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I think Vance Joseph ultimately had a really good pressure plan. Like Seattle, well, for one, when they were facing four and five man rushes, they, they couldn't, it wasn't horrific, but they, they weren't blocking people. They had some other, some miscommunications like coming off, coming out of their stance late. Um, but then the, they were just a lot of free rushers and on a couple of them, I mean, Gino did throw hot. He didn't, he didn't land every shot. Um, but the, then we ended up see, so yeah, they were winning the day on that front, but then in the second half, um, Walger encounters with uh, he counters with more 13 personnel. And I mean, one, it's like, yeah, we were going to see 13 personnel anyway, because that's a package that is just really good for them right now. But then additionally, um, they just needed more bodies on the line of scrimmage to try to like 
either prevent the blitz or if they're going to blitz, they can, it's easier to check a guy into the protection and still try to run the play action concept you might want to run easier whatever to the case may be well. easier to identify as well. Like it gives them a lot of opportunities. So, um, and, and then on those drives, they were really moving the ball stalled one time in the red zone, as you said, but then also, of course they had that clutch drive to open the fourth quarter where like everybody was doing well. Um, G, uh, quarterback, running back, offensive line. Um, I think it was just ultimately a rough day. I am curious to see, um, by the way, rough day in which they still scored 19 points. I mean, it could be worse, right? Uh, because before a rough day meant scoring however many points they scored against the 49ers. What was it, three? Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm really curious to see what was going on downfield if anything was getting open, if anything was super open, like we talked about, you know, with advanced Joseph defense, if they left anything open, but the, it was impossible for the quarterback to get to it. On a couple of the plays on the broadcast, they definitely seemed like a combination of protection not being great and the coverage throttling everything down. Yeah, which is like worst case um, scenario. Right. I so, got that same impression. Yeah. Now, Gino but did create on some of them. Uh, like with his legs, he made some pretty cool plays. And then some of them, it was, yeah, he, I mean, he still could have thrown the ball away, but like on some of the third downs, I'm not sure what the next best option would have been, you know? Um, we will know until we see the tape. Um, yeah, uh, it was good to see a little bit of Eskridge, right? Um, Marquis Goodwin still has some skills. Um, if actually Gino using downfield yeah wow. yeah if if Eskridge was able to lead at, uh or if Gino was able to lead Eskridge on that one slant out of that uh wide stack formation he might have been gone um that was a little bit further of a throw than it looks because they were like so wide split like all the way max split you can be because it's like a run formation I actually thought it was cool that Waldron used that formation because they did a couple of different things out of it in that series so it was just it was, it was, I mean, it goes back to what the theme of this offense is. The the plays aren't that different. It's just he does them out of different formations, different dressings, and it's like the defense just doesn't know what they're going to get. Um, so I don't know. What, what are your guys' takes? Well, yeah, I thought it was a really rough day for the uh, for the two rookie tackles, uh, especially. And it was just, you know, it was the some of the blitz uh, packages that the uh, Cardinals were running. They were getting a lot of free rushers, like you mentioned. And it's just, you know, just didn't have any time, especially on the uh, on the play action stuff that they were doing. There was a couple times where, you know, you'd play fake and there's a guy right in his face and you just, you know, and he was able to actually make a couple of really cool throws out of that as well. Uh, and just kind of make up for it. There was the one to, to Eskridge for sure. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, also the other issue with the line was I, I felt like uh, maybe this is just my own head cannon, but what I saw was, I don't know, in, in short yardage situations, they weren't really able to win at the line of scrimmage of the run game yeah. either. Um, and so that was a little disappointing um you know and ken walker was able to make up for some of that because he was just so damn elusive today uh just making guys miss yeah. a lot of missed tackles today uh just some of the, like the bobbing and weaving that he was doing it was really fun to watch um he, he's really fun when he gets out in space also can we talk real quick about his little prance that he did on the oh touchdown? yeah oh we're calling it prance that's what I've been seeing. I, I saw a couple of people referring to it as to it as a uh, as a prance. I like it. I, I think it might be a prance. What do, what would you call it, Maddie? I don't know. I think well, it's definitely like a fake stiff arm. I think it's more like a dip or like a gallop. What about gallop? Mm -hmm. 
Francis two, Francis two, a uh, canter perhaps. Francis two exhibition yeah. and uh, it's like a show right. pony. It was very. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, if there are any equestrians among our audience right now, chime in with what exactly you call that, yes. that gate movement yes. from yes. Kenny Walker there. <laughs> Ken Walker. Um, but yeah, but like, was, like you were was, saying as well. Oh, sorry. Well, he's amazing. <laughs> 21 attempts for 97 yards, 4.6 yeah. yards per carry. And he like, was still awesome, like man. a lot of patchy, like rookie elements. I think his play action pass pro, I need to go back, but it looked like there's some dodgy elements. Yeah. But yeah. even well, and, with all that they're... said, like he's still popping off and looking at a really unique, special runner. And there were a couple of, you know, they, they keep on having a couple of busted plays every week with the run game where guys yeah. are going the wrong way. And Ken went the wrong way again on one. That was the one where, where Gino, I think it was on the first drive of the game where Gino ran for like three or four yards and he won the hits of the head call. Um, yeah. Dallas uh, did. Yeah, TJ, Dallas did right? as well. I feel like they they keep on doing this at least once a game over the last few weeks. I don't yeah. know why that keeps on happening. It's, it's really weird. It's notable that it didn't happen with Penny though. So it's just like yeah. a they need more reps thing. I mean, other backup running backs don't have these issues. I'm not saying that it's oh because they're a backup, but maybe with reps, Kenny or Ken Walker will get there. Um, I, I agree that protect. I mean, the Walker was really bad in protection against the Saints, and I'm sure it's purely just like he needs more time with it right because we remember how inexperienced he was with it in college and like there was a thing in training camp like oh he can be really good at it and he had good moments and everything so i feel like he'll get there um for all the same reasons he's an excellent runner the lateral ability the contact balance you know and vision right um he should be a good pass protector in time right um but for now it just isn't there but some of those runs that that one where he squirted through contact on the right side uh, where he bounced it and it looked like he was going to be tackled in the backfield. That was just crazy, man. Four broken tackles, wasn't it? That was crazy. I mean, that was yeah. that was. I mean, that was like Marshawn level of staying on your feet, mm. you know. Well, and then like two plays later, he only gained like a yard on this play, but he like ducked yeah. under a guy and like made another guy miss, and then yeah. like he turned like a three yard loss into like a one yard gain. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing with the offense as well is like shaky protection. You know the weird run elements of like the running backs and weird pass protection to them. But also like they were just so sloppy, like the tight ends, like fan running into uh, the running back, um, the Parkinson just missing his block on JJ Watt on the backside and letting go. Oh, also, what, what was Fant doing on that one uh, when he caught the ball and he just like stopped? I don't know. There, there was like, just some weird, weird yeah. elements to the offense where it's like sh- surely. And again, like, We've seen that before. You can't execute perfectly in football, but it's just like these weird, sloppy like periods where people just keep making basic errors, where like just straight up missed assignments. Not even, um, not even like the fan thing, but more like you know running into the back of your player or like not blocking the guy or or like going the wrong way on a run. Like, and that just does tank drive. So I think that along with you know the protection 
um, and then the the good coverage perhaps in the red zone. But you know, it's easier to cover well in the red zone when it's third and long because of a bad mistake than it is, you know, in the first and yeah. ten. Uh, yeah, which, like you guys were saying with the coverage, like the the coverage was really good in this game. I thought like Antonio Hamilton uh, had a really good game against DK. Uh, yeah, seems so. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the other part of it. DK um, basically had one catch all game other than that last uh, sort of that, DK catch at the end. That um yeah. that's that sluggo though in the in the red zone where he, he almost one handed it would have been cool. Um and I mean yeah, Gino put it too high, but I, he put it high on purpose. He just put it too high because it was a slant and go, right? A sluggo. And the corner didn't bite on the in on the you know, the in move at all. So at that point, because otherwise you throw it on a line and you throw it lower. You throw it over the cornerback. The route isn't open, so the only way to make it work is now it's a high point situation. It's a fade. Yeah, it's a back shoulder fade now, and it was actually not the worst ball in the world, but it just wasn't. Also, DK wasn't trying to catch a back shoulder fade either, right? So, if if he had, he probably elevates a, a tick later, and then he could probably come down with it. At the same time, Gino could also put it lower. Um, now, had it been a slant, though. <laughs> <laughs> he probably catches it and then at least gets a first down and he might break a tackle and run into the end zone. Um, it's just a bit of irony there. Um, anyway, so. The Seahawks offense also went four for 14 on third down, which is 28.6%. Yeah. Yeah. So they, and I think, you know, I, mean, I think it's, I should, I should, re, I should research how many of them actually came in like the, inside the red zone, but it feels like, you know, <laughs> if five of, if four of their five red zone drives stalled, <laughs> You yeah, know, that's four yeah, of them, yeah. isn't it? So right and at the core of it, it still feels like, and again, we'll see what the tape says. But at the core of it, it feels like a structure issue, like protection and the play calls really aren't popping. Um, and, but Ty, like you said, like they may not be popping because the defenders are just they played really well. I mean, they have guys that can run and cover. That's that's like that's why Fangio does all this blitzing because he knows he has guys that at least have the skill set to just be able to run with run with dudes like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So, yeah, I don't know. And uh, I thought the interior, the offensive line, we, we should probably mention Haynes and Lewis had their struggles. Haynes got beat and Lewis Agreed. got called for a hold or two, maybe. So Agreed. Yeah, J- they were having a little bit of an issue with J.J. Watt today, it seemed. When they were bringing him inside. It happens. It was JJ Watt's yeah. a good game of the season. 